I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. So today I want to talk about communication. I've gotten a lot of questions about communication. I talked a little bit about it in the past. Direct communication is a hard concept to wrap your mind around. I know that because I still am working on teaching direct communication to LJ, my son. I can give you a little bit of an example of this. Direct communication, when you're teaching it to a tween, means teaching the individual, well, teaching LJ, let's just say, how to ask a question, for example, asking a direct question. Closed mouths don't get fed, right? So if you don't ask questions, you don't get your needs met. But because my needs were anticipated for me when I was growing up, I anticipated LJ's needs for him. When you anticipate the needs of another person, they don't learn how to think for themselves because you're thinking for them. You'll just rush in and give them what they want or you'll, you know... um, anticipate what they want, right? So they never have to think for themselves and they don't learn direct communication because they you're constantly rescuing them. And that was what happened to me when I was a child. One of the things, yeah? My mother was great at knowing what I wanted without me having to ask until a certain age. Because then at a certain age, there were things that I wanted, but she still wanted me to want the things that she wanted. That's a lot, right? So when I tried to think for myself and communicate for myself, I wasn't able to do it directly first. And I wasn't doing it in the way that was acceptable, right? So I kind of just let other people think for me after that because I learned that other people, communication is other people thinking for you. Other people figuring out what it is that you want. That's communication. Someone's going to figure it out, right? And when I met Jay, he taught me that communication is in the catch. So if I'm having a catch with you, I'm going to throw the ball to you at your chest so that you have the best opportunity of catching the ball. I'm not going to throw the ball over your head repeatedly so you have to go and run after it, right? Go and chase it. I'm not going to throw it right before it gets to your feet. So every time you just miss, I'm going to throw it to you, to your chest. Because I'm here as a teammate to you playing catch with you. So I'm going to throw it to you so that you can have success in catching it. The best chance. And communication is the same way. When I would assume that other people should figure out what I want, they should just know. It should just be obvious to them. I was throwing the ball too short. And they would try to reach out and get it. They never could. That's what I call kind of like passive aggressive, right? It's like, you should know what I want. So maybe instead of saying something like, you never cook anymore, 
to Jay on a night where I just don't want to cook just that night because maybe I'm tired, right? So throwing the ball right at his feet in front of him would be like me saying that, saying, you don't want to cook anymore. You don't cook anymore. You never cook. You never do anything. Because he's in a conversation with me and he's my partner. So he's ready to catch what I have to say and respond and, you know, be a teammate to me. So he gets ready to catch it and I open my mouth and what I'm throwing at him is, is you don't ever blah, 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 and attack. All right. Passive aggressive. Maybe aggressive. <laughs> so he's leaning to catch it and it just hits him in the face. Just hits the ground right in front of him. He can't get it. Why? Because I'm not communicating directly with him. I could have simply just said, can you please make dinner tonight? That's it. I don't have to say why. I don't have to give him an excuse. I don't have to look to him to assuage the guilt that I feel for not feeling like cooking dinner and asking him to do it. I don't have to do any of those things. I can just ask him a question. Because I don't have to think for him. So remember earlier I said that, you know, I want people to think for me. Well, I also assign that for my communication with other people. Like, I should have to think for him. I should have to think of his answer when I ask him a question. So I'm not going to ask him a question. I'm just going to go right to the accusing, right? Because I've already convinced myself, if I'm going to interact with someone that way, like give an attack first, like you never clean, you never cook, you never help me, you never watch the baby, you never you know, take the card in to get service. You never, 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 right? If you're doing things like that, there's something that you need, right? You have a need. So when you approach the situation that way, you're already assuming that the person that is on the receiving end of your partnership, your partner, supposedly your best friend, your teammate, you're already assuming that they are going to drop the ball, so you're not even going to throw it to them in a way that they can catch it. You're going to beam it at them. You're just chucking it at them. Right? So a lot of people want to know, how do I communicate better? I want you to think about the analogy that I'm giving of communication being a catch. And I also want you to understand that you can ask someone a question without telling them why you're thinking or asking that question. You can just ask the question. And then you don't have to anticipate that you need to think for the other person. They can answer the question. So if you don't have to answer the question for them and think for them, then you don't have to feel guilty for their choices, right? So communication, boundaries, honor, and respect, they all go hand in hand. They're all interconnected, interrelated.
I had someone say to me today, talking about staying a little extra after session, and the individual was telling me that they felt guilty or bad, and they came up with a strategy for us not to go over the time in session. And I thought, hmm, okay, what about me? Right? So I said, I appreciate that you're going to, that you, I appreciate your thinking for me. I appreciate that because that means that you are, a, you have good intentions and you want the best for me. So I know that you're, you, you fundamentally you want the best for me. I know that. And then the actions that are shown after that tell me that you don't know how to give me the best. So I'm going to tell you that giving me the best and honoring me and my time is allowing me to choose whether or not I want to spend those extra mi minutes on that call. I get that choice. And if I choose yes, that's my choice with my consequence and my emotions. There's no need for you to come in, step over the boundary line into my emotional space to then feel some sort of guilt for a choice that I knowingly, willingly made. I wanted to make the choice. I did it. I chose it. You don't have to res rescue me from that. That takes your good intention that you had initially and it, it really turned things around. Because now I feel like me wanting to give that time is wrong, that I'm doing something wrong, right? My could feel that way. So resist that urge or first actually pay mindful attention to it. Do you do this? Do you not ask a direct question like, will you take me to the doctors? Will you talk to me right now? Will you give me a hug, please? Can you please cook dinner tonight? Can you watch the kids while I take a nap? I'm tired. Recovery is really hard. Can I have some space? Can you help me understand your perspective? Can you help me understand my therapy homework? I just need a break. Can you help me with that? Those are the kinds of direct questions I'm talking about. So if you're not asking those direct questions, I want you to be mindful of that. I want you to see, well, why not? Do you already think that the person you're in relationship with is going, going to fail you, that they like no one would ever want to do that for you? So that would be like you joining a basketball team and all of the other players, they threw you the ball and then walked off the court. Like, what are the odds of that happening, right? <laughs> it's kind of funny. What are the odds of that happening? You're right. You know what? At one point in your life, figuratively speaking, that was your analogy, right? You, you 
you were there alone. You needed a teammate. Someone threw you the ball and then they walked away. All Everyone walked away from you and they left you alone. That did happen. I'm sure that happened to many of you. Right? I'm not going to make the assumption that happened to all of you, but I'm sure that happened to some of you where maybe it was because you sought advice from a family member and they didn't give it to you or you had trauma and it wasn't validated or you felt like the black sheep of your family. But for whatever reason, at one point in time, you felt like they passed you the ball and then walked away and expected you to carry the team with no help, no guidance. You never played a day in your life, right? But that is not now. Adult relationships require two people who actively choose to be in the relationship with each other. So the person in relationship with you, in other words, the likelihood that they are going to be another person that tosses you the ball and walks off the court is slim. And even if they are, at least you can choose what to do with that. But right now, you've created a storybook where they are that person. That they just, they won't love you. They already are in that storyline. You had an emotion. You feel like someone's going to leave you. And you've written a novel now. And that novel says at the end that that person's going to leave you. Right? These are things that stunt communication. Another thing that stunts communication is when you communicate something to someone and they disagree with you. I mean, having someone disagree with you or not give you what you want, that's hard. It's hard to wrap your mind around. Maybe you want to keep saying it. What if you've been wronged in some way, right? Like maybe you wanted a job and they didn't give it to you because, I don't know, for whatever reason, right? So you write them and you're like, I, I thought you said I was the best candidate. What's going on? Why won't you, you know, why, why wouldn't, wasn't I hired? How long will it be until there's another position open that I'm qualified for? But maybe the answer is just you're not qualified. And you need to move on, right? Or if you've asked a question of someone and they've given you an answer, but it's not the answer you wanted, what do you do with that? That's a boundary. You accept it. You do whatever it is you need to do to struggle through the discomfort of someone saying no to you on your own time, but you don't keep repeatedly calling them. Remember, if you've uh, listened from the beginning, I talked about that breakup that I had. This is you know, where my communication skills were really lacking because when I had that breakup, that individual at the time, he said, I'm, you know, we're, I'm breaking up with you. And what was my response to that? called back over and over and over and over and over again. Once or twice, okay, fine. You get the hint after that. And most people, if they had had the skills to handle that situation and they had had better communication skills, they would have been like, whoa, that's heavy. Mommy, I I didn't even hear it. I'm like, no, no, you're not. But that's what you think because I'm going to keep calling you. I'm going to do other weird things. I'm going to send you a letter. I'm going to, I'm not going to stop because no doesn't mean no. There is no no. No means how can I get what I want? That was what was modeled to me. That was my communication style. So as you go through your week, you know, and you're communicating with people, I want you to keep some of the things I'm saying in mind. Think about how your family communicated. What was their communication style? 
think about what traits or characteristics or styles of communication that you've carried through adulthood. Which ones do you use? What ones do you want to take away? Do you communicate in a passive way, in a passive aggressive way? Are you assertive? Do you know how to be assertive? Are you direct? See if you can start bringing that into your mindful awareness. This is so interesting because yesterday I had a conversation through text with my son. He sent me this advertisement for an app and he has parental controls on his phone so we keep him safe keep screen time on things like that setting boundaries so he sends me just the advertisement and it's this infographic of this game it's kind of shiny and there's lots of colors fast-paced battles it says but that's all he sends me no question doesn't ask me anything So I'm trying to train him to ask direct questions because like I said earlier, I taught him (laughs) to be indirect, that I would just rescue him from having to ask anything, from having to think for himself. So in in order to undo that, we really have to be deliberate in our ability to ask to teach him directness. So here's what I say. I say, are you sending me an advertisement? That's a nicely made advertisement. Colorful, intriguing, makes me want to download it. Maybe I'll try it out. Thanks. Smiley face emoji. He writes, no, I was curious if you could download it from home. Right? So we're in different locations during this message. Okay. So I wrote, I can download it to my phone from here. Yes, I'll play it and I'll see if it's any good. Good recommendation. He writes, I meant for me. Still, He's not directly asking me a question, and that's what I'm looking on. That's the behavior I'm looking to shape. So I say, what did you mean for you? Question mark. And then he says, can you please download the game for me? Ah, glad you asked, I said. You can go to the app store and request to download it. He says, thanks. That is how I'm trying to shape his ability to just ask a direct question. We could have skipped all of that if he would have sent me the advertisement and he would have said, can you please download this game for me? So he needs to learn that though, right? He didn't do anything wrong here. He's being taught that now. And I am also teaching, learning, and teaching Because I'm undoing that pattern of behavior of just, I knew what he wanted, right? And historically, I would have downloaded the game. I would have said, actually, I would have said, oh, did you want me to download that game for you or let you download that game? Right? Because I would have rescued immediately. Like, yeah, I can do that for you, right? But again, I want him to think for himself. I want him to be an independent thinker. So I'm shaping that direct questioning. So you can practice with your kids. You can practice with your partners or your family members. If you're in a relationship with someone with BPD, you can shape the questions that they ask you, especially through text in this way. Right? So you want to act curious. Like you don't know the answer. All right, everybody. So have good communication catches this week. Communication is in the catch. Make sure you put 
whatever you're saying out there so that they can get it. And I'll see you next week for another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Okay, thanks for listening. That was From Borderline to Beautiful, a production of Skeeter's Strength Mindset Coaching Systems. We help frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at skeetersstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, we're going to continue our eating disorder series. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So, If you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful, hope and help for individuals with BPD. 